yeah, when it comes to collaborating, I think it's just such an important thing to look outside of yourself as an artist and see what can happen when you work with somebody else because uh, the possibilities are endless. Welcome to the Shellcats, a show about music, culture, and Memphis. As we live into our mission of building community through music, education, and diversity, we look forward to interviewing artists and musicians and hearing about how they are writing their own stories, building their own communities. 85 years strong, and with a rich history, the Levitt Shell has stood the test of time as a beacon of hope in the heart of Memphis. podcast is brought to you by Orion Federal Credit Union, where a big part of us is being a big part of the community. Visit orionfcu.com to see how Orion is redefining banking. Welcome to the showcast. This is episode three, and for today's episode, I spoke with Marcella Simeon, the Louisiana-bred, Memphis-based creative. We spoke about how she's continued to harness her creativity during the pandemic, what she's learned over the last year, and what she's looking forward to post-COVID. Now, here's our conversation with Marcella. How are things going during this this year of COVID? It's crazy to think it's been a year already. I know. I, you know, I've had my ups and downs, like I'm sure every artist has had. I mean, some days are darker than others. You know, it kind of felt like you got, for me, it kind of felt like getting pulled out of a, like a moving car or a train or something. Mm. I was just getting some tour opportunities for 2020 that were set in place. Like I was going to go to this ensemble that I'm in called Gumbo Grits and Gravy. I was going to go to Denmark and Norway and Slovenia and Austria, all these places I'd never been visited or played in. So it was a big, you know, opportunity. I was going to be going to Portugal to record an EP with um, Morrissey's music director and and guitarist, Bosborough, this really cool British guy. and, And we had been talking about it and, it was really exciting, and yeah, it just it felt like um, getting pulled out of a, a moving car. Like things were going one way, and then everything got the rug got pulled up from all of us. And I know that so many artists are in this position, and it's it's just uh, it's definitely a new reality that that I'm I'm always getting used to. I'm like still getting comfortable, you know, living in this world that we're in right now because it's it's so different yeah it's also provided me with like some new like insight into you know just so much on in the digital world and doing things virtually that's kind of been really exciting for me but that was kind of for sure absolutely and I mean it's, it's great that you bring up moving into and leaning into that virtual world especially since you know, I would say like you're the, the queen of, of live performances. You were like performing pretty consistently, which, I mean, you said it, like the rug was pulled out from under you. You know, how did you make that virtual pivot? Like, was it more so performance based or is it more so in, in the creation kind of world of, of leaning in? How, how was that pivot for you into the virtual world? That's a great question. I, I you know, 
really leaned into recording at home. I, I invested in, just reinvested into my business, you know, nice. by getting some new equipment. Yeah, like we got, uh, I, I bought Logic and um, a DAW for my computer and um, a new Roland sampler, this really cool sampler and this new vocal processor pedal. And I just really awesome. dug into creating at home and recording stuff at home. Uh, we bought a green screen and did some fun like music video experiments and just like with all the time that you had you know we just dug into getting on YouTube and researching and learning about all these things that I always had an interest in I mean I initially went to Memphis College of Art my first major that I thought I was I thought I was going to major in digital cinema that was my plan because like I always had this little dream that I wanted to be a music supervisor for like films and nice. I, I realized pretty quick, like I was, tw- I guess I was tw- 19 or 20 at the time. And I just couldn't really get into the, it, you know, learning Final Cut and all that. It, it wasn't intuitive for me. But mm. anyways, it got me back to, to, it gave me an opportunity to revisit that interest. You know, I'm still learning more and I'm learning every day about how to connect with my audience again, because I miss it. I mean, that was my, like you said, I mean, two to three times a week I was playing and you got, wow. you get, I didn't realize how much I was attached to that feeling of like, uh, you know, connection with people and that feeling of gratification of like being able to share a live music experience with an audience, whether it be me on stage or being in the audience, watching friends. And it was just yeah. so like jarring and disarming. It was like, man, what now? I mean, I reevaluated mm-hmm. my whole life and my career decisions. I, I reevaluated everything and had wow. some days, but <laughs> but I I still remain committed to this 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 career path because it's what feels right and what I know is my you know one of my callings. I think, and it, it's it's important for me to to keep making music. So. Yeah, I mean, the pivot has been definitely focused on recording, but I've been enjoying doing streams when I have when I have the opportunity to. And um, I'm starting this year to kind of get excited about it again with Patreon that we just launched in December and making sure I do at least a monthly live stream and then hopefully more like twice a month where I get into a, a little routine. But it's been cool having the Patreon to connect with with my audience and uh, keep them in the involved. Right. I'm, I'm going to circle back on, on Patreon, but it's funny that you brought up, you know, going to art school, Memphis College of Art. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious what made you or why the decision to go to, to art school and rather than, you know, going to school for, for music, I guess would be like more of a traditional kind of path. Like how, how did you decide to, to go to art school? Well, you know, it's funny, like, my parents didn't discourage me from having a career in music, but they kind of, <laughs> they kind of did like they, they, because they knew how <laughs> difficult it was. It's such a, it, yeah. in the entertainment industry, just as a whole to maintain, to make a living and to, you know, mm-hmm. pay the bills and feed your family. Like my dad was on the road half of my life and not partying and and having fun he was like playing like crazy 200 plus shows a year if not more than that 
So Man. we were, I mean, that's what, that was what I knew. And it, it almost, to me, it always made sense to go into music because it's what I, I, I know, the inner workings of it. Now I spent more time mm-hmm. with my mom who was doing, who was on the business side of things, you know, and was dad's manager and booking agent. And, um, for the, at least the, the second half of his career. She started doing mm-hmm. that when I was like in middle school, I think. So then I started to see what it's like to really like, you know, all the inner workings of how it works to, to of how, of how, let me, let me correct myself here for editing purposes. Um, <laughs> be, spending so much time with my mom and seeing the behind the scenes of what it takes to get a band out on the road and, to promote mm-hmm. shows and to build itineraries. And I saw more of the management side, but then when dad would come home from being off the road, I, we bonded through music and would, would sit and just for hours and listen to music and talk about music and, and watch music documentaries. Wow. And I mean, I was immersed in it from a young age, but their whole thing was, is they knew how hard it was to sustain a career and they kind of wanted something different for me. They envisioned something different for me where I would have it easier or whatever. But the older I got, the more they realized like every job is going to have its, you know, (laughs) every job is a job. Like it's, it's just, you're going to have stress in whatever you do and and you just have to inner work to minimize that and to get good at coping and dealing with stress. And yeah, I mean, I, they realized that it was it, it was a career path for me about two years into me living here. They started to see me picking up shows and like <laughs> I was in this band, The Warble, this other kind of art college, art school band. Um, and they wanted me to, the reason I went to Memphis College of Art, just to circle back to that, is that they wanted me to get a degree. And so I thought, yeah. okay, I, I had I had taken art classes throughout my life and I felt you know, felt connected to that world. And it was, it was a cool, really cool college experience. But now at 30, I look back and I really wish I would have gone to music school. I kind of, I thought it was like, you know, they, they wanted me to, so yeah, I mean, it's like they, they wanted, they wanted me to have a degree, but then when I'd mentioned music school, they were kind of like, oh, you don't need to do that. You know, you already, it's in you, it's in you, you don't need to do it. But I wish they would have said, I wish they would have encouraged me to now, because it really would have been cool to, 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 you know, interface with more musicians that were my age, because I was hanging out with my dad and yeah. my friends, you know, but <laughs> I, I, I mean, I still played music as a kid in high school. I, I played drums in a, in a little all girl punk band. And, you know, I, I, oh, wow. and when I, and when I moved here, I worked with a couple hip hop artists, this guy, uh, Cities of Eve, Gavin Mays, real talented oh, guy dope. and, um, and royalty. Um, and that was, that was cool. I just never like, never knew any bounds when it came to genres and playing music and exploring music because it's just what I love. Very cool. Now that, that's, that's pretty dope. I mean, I feel like any parent that sees their their child kind of going in direction or, or following in their footsteps probably like discourages them like I, I don't know if you want to do that like I think even doctors and lawyers are probably like do you are you sure you really want to do that like I don't know but that that's that's really interesting but I mean I, I feel like 
in your artistry, you seem to to blend and, and pull from, you know, that visual artist side as you're working on music. And I'm sure like even in creating, you know, your your visual art, you're pulling from your music side, which is which is cool. I think it it opens your brain to to have more creativity, which is totally. pretty pretty dope. Yeah. Pretty dope. That's that's super exciting. Yeah. And so I mean like you you brought up your parents and I mean having that that firsthand experience I'm assuming that played a big a big part in kind of you know your ability to to move through multiple genres and in having you know that that musical ear that can appreciate you know different music because I mean you collaborate with an assortment of people I mean working with Guy Davis to you know working with Cities of Eve like that those are those are some interesting spectrums. Like, are you just naturally like a collaborative person or is it just kind of something that you kind of had to like build upon? A little bit of both. You know, I think like I, I see, I just see value in, in really, really any creator that I meet that is, or that is a creative. Yeah. I see value in making connections and deepening a connection with someone who's a creative. I think that, you know, our mind, you're a creative, you know, with, with all the work that you do. And I think that there's just a different, we're operating under a different uh, system, a different operating system. (laughs) And I think that it's like, for lack of a better term, but I think it's, it's like really important to stay connected with people who speak that language, you know, and it, it just, uh, and 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 that knows no bounds to me like i just don't i just don't see it and i guess i guess that comes from my upbringing like you know my dad a, a creole man from rural louisiana marrying my mom a you know second generation italian uh immigrant wow. you know like northerner you know lived in new york worked in fashion and like had a totally different perspective (laughs) of the world and watching the two of them as i grew up like kind of problem solved together and like you know racism was never a, a thing like there were just no lines were just always blurred in a in a healthy way wow. like it, it, I, and so i always have that openness of like okay, let's just go for it. Let's try it. Like there's no rules and I don't see, Mm. yeah, I mean, I I definitely have like my favorites as far as like taste and everything and certain genres, but (laughs) yeah, when it comes to collaborating, I think it's just such an important thing to look outside of yourself as an artist and see what can happen when you work with somebody else because uh, the possibilities are endless, you know? For sure, for sure. Is there anything that you haven't, that you haven't tapped into musically that you're like, oh, okay. Like for everything said and done, like I definitely got to do this. I love that question. Cause I, I've been <laughs> thinking about that a lot lately. And <laughs> I'm into, like, I mean, I guess going to really going to yoga classes is, has, has opened my mind to it more, but like mm. Kirtan music and like transcendental, like new age stuff as oh wow yeah like some of that i mean i don't definitely don't want to be like a you know 
<laughs> cultural carpetbagger or like like borrowing <laughs> or taking from other people's stuff at all. But I want to. I'm so inspired, and I feel so like oh, I mean, it's just it, like that music has a has a has a way of like getting in your just in your body in such a like uh, heavy, intense way. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm interested in like exploring that more i've been thinking about getting a, a shruti box which is like really similar to the a way an accordion sounds or tricking mm-hmm. the accordion through some pedals i've been trying some things here and there and um <laughs> and creating just my own kind of meditative music because i don't know you know in in such a kind of fast-paced world like that stuff really really like uh can be beneficial those sounds and the, that style of music, but I mean, it just—it's—it's it's endless to me. That's just one thing off the top of my head that I want, I'd like to explore. But yeah, I mean, I'm just—I'm down for it all. I want—I want to work in every genre that I can just to get the experience and to learn learn some more, you know, and never stop learning. That's that's really cool, man. I mean, look out, folks. You know, Marcella Simeon coming to a yoga stu- a yoga studio near you soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty dope. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So hopefully it happens soon. Want to learn more about how you can support the Let It Shell and its mission of building community through music, education, and diversity? Head to levitshell.org. You can read up on our 85-year history, check out our schedule of live and virtual events, visit our shell shop to grab all the swag, And find out ways you can participate in our mission, whether that's through donations, volunteering, sponsoring a show, or becoming a member of our Shell Circle. Once again, levitshell.org. Now, going back, you mentioned Patreon, which you launched in December. So congratulations on that launch. What has that experience been like? And, you know, do you feel as though that was the, the only way you saw yourself being able to kind of create and build community, you know, during these times. It definitely seemed like the smartest way to do that. And, and I, I uh, didn't know a lot about Patreon going into it. And I'm really glad that Ben Jonas and the team at Jonas Media really like pushed me to, to do it. <laughs> because it has been really, really a cool, like motivator for me because nice. I, I'm guilty of like not posting enough on social media and stuff like that. And it's get, it's getting me excited about posting again. It's getting me excited about like, mm. you know, promoting my brand, promoting everything that, that I do and every, all the, all the acts that I'm associated with and like, and just supporting other artists. That's exciting. Like, yeah. That's just what I want. I, I, I just, there's so much good beyond beyond me that's what's always been so hard for me like as an artist is like promoting myself and marketing myself without like sounding like a total you know I don't know just egomaniac like I, I, I it's hard from it's, it's it's a little hard for me to do that you know like but I, I I'm getting more comfortable in in that realm of like getting ex- I'm, I'm excited about everything I do and like you know, are yeah. my projects that I'm working on and try and getting my audience excited about it is now I've, I've developed a new love for 
for social media through Patreon and through this time away from from everyone. So it it definitely it's cre- it's been a great motivator for me to to keep content rolling and keep myself making things and learning new right. tricks on iMovie and Premiere and like you know getting my dad up here. My dad's coming up this weekend and we're going to have a writing re- session retreat for like a week and we're just going to work oh, on that's stuff. awesome. Yeah, and even he, someone who can barely, you know, uh, put it, or not out of, okay, not a lack of ability, but someone who barely texts messages people, (laughs) even. Oh, wow. He said, let's make some stuff for Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even have to ask him, so it's got my dad excited about it, too. Like, you know, this little web series that we're doing called Bayou Guru, and. And we took your really cool idea and 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 made the hot sauce bottle thing. I need to send it to you. Put his face on. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it's created more opportunities for me to make stuff and and stay in a in a routine of making content and and not get so bogged down in the depression when it comes up. You know, of like missing touring and missing missing live shows, but you know, get and forcing me to get or encouraging me to get excited about live streams, even though it can seem kind of impersonal or like talking through a camera, yeah. but it's getting me more comfortable in that realm. And, cool. and it's, I'm, I'm excited about it. Nice. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, we're starting to see glimmers of, of light at the end of the tunnel, which I'm curious is, is there anything that you're, you found to, to be more, or that has become a part of your your daily routine or has become part of your like your practice as an artist that you're like okay yeah I'm continuing this COVID or no COVID like it's this is now the, the new the new normal for me man um the content on Patreon like that I, I mean I'm right. I'm really getting excited about it I want and I want to continue it I see it being something that's viable till you know the end of my career whenever that will be the end of my life like I because it's it's just a great resource and it's uh you know I think a big thing that I never had time to think about I mean it's just been such a uh an enlightening like time and I feel like I've made some of the the biggest revelations of maybe my whole life within this last year. I mean, that's heavy to say that. But really, (laughs) I mean, when it comes to any sort of doubts that I've had in the past, it seems like some of those things have kind of gone away. Like I just, I feel a little more fearless in my Mm. approach to putting myself out there or putting my work out there in any way. Like there's just less of that kind of judgment that I would usually have with myself before I'd put something out or like less of that worry of like, Oh God, you know, what are the, what are people going to think of this or what are they, whatever, like mm. whatever little self-critical, you know, lower self type of ego stuff that comes up in our, our, our psyche. Like I just am really like focusing on how I can just let go of that. And I've felt it. And that, that is going to be carried on into the post pandemic, you know, world like that, nice. you know, is, has just been 
freeing. I feel like a lot of weight is lifted off of me and I feel a lot more empowered because I think this time kind of really kind of forced us all to really think about what's important to each of mm-hmm. us, like in our lives and our personal lives, our professional lives. And like, and to really not have any shame about any, like just being proud of who you are and where you come from and the work that you do. And mm. I don't know if, if that makes sense, but. No, it definitely does. Yeah. Like I think, I think this just being, I don't, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a shift in, in humanity and in, in our consciousness. I think all the, I think the Black Lives Matter movement really pushed people in, in, in important ways and still is to continue to have the conversation about racial equality and to bring it up at any chance that we can. And, you know, that was really like huge for me and 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 I saw and and I mean getting getting the the ad- administration out of our government like <laughs> so many shifts that I think were huge that needed to happen that just kind of have reawakened like a spirit of like freedom and you know progression yeah things mm. things moving forward feeling like we are evolving and that we are like becoming more conscious as a human race and and becoming more health conscious and hopefully more, you know, spiritually and mentally, you know, conscious of each other. And yeah, I think it, there's a lot that I've learned and I think a lot of people have learned and it's, it's exciting, an exciting time to be alive. I think that that, the more we say that, the more it will be a reality too. And all the, you know, all the, the darkness will, you know, dissipate. I don't know. <laughs> For sure. No, I, I completely agree. I think this past year has definitely allowed all of us to kind of sit with ourselves and and sit with what we carry with us. Right. And kind of being present, um, I think, has allowed for more things to progress um, and for more conversations to happen, which I think was necessary. It's almost like that, that pause is needed. I mean, unfortunately, it came in in the form of a panoramic, (laughs) Um, but it, I I mean, I I think this time has, again, has allowed us to slow down, really think, really have conversations. And, you know, as you said, hopefully, you know, once we're out of this, that will continue. You know, we will, we will take the time to, to slow down, given I'm sure everyone is ready to rev back up. We will slow down and actually, you know, continue to to have these conversations and continue to progress so no I'm, yeah I think you I think you nailed it nailed it on the head but no I'm, I'm, I'm curious you know I hear you're working on stuff what what can we expect from Marcella soon I know obviously on your Patreon but any new music coming down the pipeline oh yeah um I've definitely I've got a new single that is almost ready for human consumption nice. We're finishing it up <laughs> in the next couple weeks. And um, yeah, I don't have a set date, but it's it's coming. And it's been really exciting because it's it's a bit of a different direction, a different sound than what I've done in my recorded, you know, music in the past. So it's 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 different. Cool. It's um Landon Moore, my bassist, um, 
and who's just like a badass. He's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, super mega talented cat. We've been working closely on building this and um, we kind of would, we'd talk about it a couple years ago. We had talked about, you know, using a sampler and like getting a little more creative when it comes to the instrumentation and the arrangements of things. So this time away allowed us to, and Landon's also one of the busiest musicians in town too. <laughs> and this time away, finally, we were able to have these little writing sessions at my house over here. And we just like, we're dreaming up all these ideas and making them happen. And it's just really exciting that we get to to execute it. And we're just on to the next one already. And I just have been awesome writing nonstop. So yeah, a lot of new music is coming and a new and uh, new music video and stuff like that, too. So it's, it's um, Ooh, exciting. Yeah, all happening. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Very cool. Well, Marcella, please let our listeners know where they can connect with you online to stay up to date on all the, the cool and creative things that you're doing. Yes, we have another side note. We have a, a brand new shop and new website that was designed by a really, really dope graphic artist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a shout out. Um, yes, we, Mackenzie, you like, you killed it on the website. It's so beautiful. Um, but y'all need to go I check it out. That. It's MarcellaSimeon.com, and um, we have a shop there with two new shirt designs and a badass new sticker, um, and a really cool new sticker. <laughs> can edit that's that. that's the oh. new sense. That's the new sensor sound. There we go. <laughs> you um, got that, Brandon. <laughs> and then. Uh, yeah, and then I'm also offering all my, I have some students that I've been given music lessons. Um, all that's available on the site too, where you can order lessons with me. And um, yeah, so that I'm excited about. Contact me there and also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just search Marcella Simeon or Marcella Simeon Music and you will find me. And uh, I can't wait to see y'all. and and connect with y'all. Nice. Well, Marcella, thank you again for chatting. Uh, and we're looking forward to, to new music and plenty of creative goodies that you're putting out through Patreon. And hopefully we'll be able to see you perform live soon. Yes. Yes. That's episode three of the Shellcast. Thanks again to Marcella Simeon. To stay connected with Marcella, visit MarcellaSimeon.com. Make sure you subscribe to hear all of our episodes. To keep our tradition of passing around the tip bucket, which started in 1936, please feel free to drop a small gift at levittshell.org slash virtual bucket to support the Levitt Shell. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in for our next episode of The Shellcast.